Welcome back to another episode of Sports Rundown. I'm your host, Z, and joining me today are my co-host, Waddles, Jackson, and Josh. This is the Sports Rundown podcast where we are four college students coming to you from the campus of Palm Beach Atlantic University, here to bring you all the sports and all the news that goes with it. All right, this week we're going to be going over some major headlines in the sports world, the first being the... World Series, we're two games in, and the Astros and Phillies are tied one-to-one. Really good series. Personally, I'm rooting for the Phillies, but that's not why we're here. We're here because Justin Verlander, while entering the park yesterday, flips off, gives the double birdie to Phillies fans. And, you know, I was getting notifications about it from all my sports app. The sports world... Especially, specifically, not especially, specifically Philadelphia fans are not happy with this, which I just thought was was very interesting. Well, of course from, they're not. I was coming from Philadelphia fans. I thought that was very interesting. Hey, I mean, we all have morals, but at the same time, Philadelphia except, fans. Except Philadelphia fans. They're, they're an exception. And Boston They're quite fans. an exception. Yeah, Philadelphia and Boston fans. So this says that they all laughed afterwards, which... Just makes me laugh too because the fact that he gave them the middle finger and then they just laughed at it. And you can tell in the picture that we have put up right now, he was smiling at the same time. So it's kind of jokingly. It's not as if he was being serious about it and everything. No, it's that just just it's, a weird. It's thing not purely out of hate, but it's purely there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely interesting. It, I think it was a very. What's I'm trying to think? Because you know the World Series is, it's the peak of baseball. Your the emotions are there. The rivalry is there. I oh think yeah, it, it brings out something in you that yeah, you, you know, usually don't have as a as an athlete. I know, I just thought that was. I'm not sure what the right word is to describe it, but notable. Notable. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you, Jackson. It should be a good series the rest of the way though because both teams have just been dominant through the entire postseason so it's going to be a fun series to watch the rest of the way through well you know once once my atlanta braves fell out it was just kind of heartbreaking for me to watch anything else (laughs) yeah however using jackson's big word of notable moving on to other notable news jake paul six and oh in boxing beats anderson silva M- uh, mo- most I have of no opinion. I have no opinion. Haven't been legit, but like Anderson Silva is probably the best guy he's fought so far. For what is he? Forty-seven years old, fifty years old. Anderson Silva. He. I, I think the thing I liked most about this fight is the fact that afterwards, every time Jake is throwing huge parties and freaked out, you know, hey, I'm moving up, I'm moving up, and this time he really like. He sat down, gave the press conference, was calm, gave his respect to Silva, did press conference and pictures afterward with him. Like, he respected. I think up until this point, he has not given a crap in the world about his opponents. But yeah, this be- this was so... Because for once, I think, he had an opponent who actually got a jab on him. Because you... Yeah. Did you see that video of the left hook that he... That he, he took caught one. with him. <laughs> he took one. I mean, he he ate that punch, but at the same time, like the fact that he's finally moving up to, even though it was a forty-seven-year-old retired fighter, basically, 
I mean, he's he's sort of slowly moving up. I so th- I'm waiting for him to get real competition, uh, in my so- opinion, before I actually know if he's a good fighter or not because I I haven't believed it ever since he he started officially getting into that with his brother as well. I really I really like uh, Jake Paulson at six and zero. I think that has a lot of implications for the sport. You know, not just boxing, but you know, UFC. You know, fight clubs, all sorts. I think they can really just, and you know, then you've got Logan fighting over in I want to say Saudi Arabia this month for WWE. That's wild. So I mean, who would who would have thought that that's what we're talking about on a sports podcast? Are the Paul brothers fighting? I mean, it's kind of not surprising because they've just gotten to that point where they're doing basically everything now to to stay popular. So. And it, it is entertaining. Oh, a hundred percent. Especially with him sitting at six and zero and like unexpectedly performing well and moving up. I still want, like Josh said, I want to see him fight somebody who's closer to their prime. Because um, who did he say after the fight was over? Who was he calling out? I think Nate Diaz was one of them, and then there was one other person that was really notable that might actually be good competition for him. It'll be. It shouldn't be long now before we see another fight announced. I feel like he does one almost every six months to every year at the because he hasn't. No, he hasn't even been boxing six years. He's doing a fight about every six months. So yeah, and if, if I if I was a notable boxer at this point, I would al- almost want to put him in his place. No, yeah, like, that that's what I'm so curious about. Is you've got this guy, young guy, six and zero. Oh, you know, granted, he hasn't fought anyone really prominent on the scene, but he looks good. From what I know about boxing and from what I've watched, he looks like he could, you know, you don't want to step in front of his punch. He definitely looks like he's improving for sure. 100%. So I, I, I don't understand why no one's like, hey, I'm in the thing. I'm in fighting right now, boxing. I want to fight him. I'm 99% sure I can put him in his place. If he gets put in his place, okay, he moves to 6-1. and one, He lost you. He, that means he should, in theory, get more determined and just get better and want to get him. I don't understand people wanting to discourage him and get him out of boxing. What do you want him to do? Go back on YouTube? I think this is a better version of Jake than the version this that was is. on YouTube. Now, the reason I think other boxers may have motivation to avoid boxing him is that they don't have they have a lot to lose and not a lot to gain because if you beat jake paul like the narrative is going to be congrats you just beat a youtuber but But if if you you lose lose, yes if you lose to jake paul because if if you're like a nate diaz and you were to theoretically lose to jake paul well i mean even look at the the people that weren't professional, but like uh, Nate Robinson. That's exactly what I was about to destroyed mention. Destroyed by Jake Paul. You have, he's you haven't heard from him. He's got to live with that for the rest of his life now, basically. And so, I mean, it, and maybe some CTE too. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad, but no. All right, moving on to another big fight. In the tunnel after the game, Michigan, Michigan State. It was more of a one-sided fight, I might say, but beatdown might be the right word. Several Michigan State players attacked, as Jim Harbaugh might say, assaulted 
uh, one of the Michigan players in the hallway going back to the locker room after the game. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Because I think little, little, little much. Well, was like this that. game in Michigan? It was in Michigan. In at the big comes. house. Okay. My first thing, the bit, the engineering of the big house needs to be improved because this is not the first time this has happened. No, it's the first time something of this heavy caliber. Yes, but I mean, there has been there was the incident a few years ago with Michigan and Ohio State. That's jaw, jawing in the locker room. They they need. I mean, you you could have seen this happening. The way the two tunnels leading out onto the field are connected, and the animosity Michigan has with multiple other Big Ten teams. I I think you could have seen a fight coming. I would not like Jackson. I wouldn't say this was a fight. I I would call this just abuse. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you uh, the videos, like I don't really have necessarily a weak stomach or anything. Like I don't mind watching boxing, watching fighting. Like it's almost entertaining to see the videos of nine guys in full pads beat someone to the point where they can't get up on their own and then once they've got him beaten so bad beating him to a pulp to where he's stuck on the ground they begin to kick and just beat him worse on the ground and that's just abuse and the fact the fact that you know the police are involved in investigating and the only thing that's happened so far is a four game suspension for those players is awful they don't need to ever step foot on that football field again. I don't care. The problem for me right now is I'm I'm kind of not informed enough on what exactly went down before that because that's what I'm trying to figure that's out. That's very I heard, fair. I heard the case to where the Michigan player got lost apparently and was going the wrong way. But if it's your own you stadium, don't get lost in that if hallway. it's your own it's stadium, either you're going one way or the other. And I would assume that it says visitor locker room assigned on it and then your own locker room so that's the part i don't understand but at the same time i i get the fact that nine guys against one person that does not need to happen especially well, and, and to that the could point be, i mean this was outside of the football game so this they could be held criminally responsible for oh this i like, believe they oh, will yeah. be crim- i think criminally responsible. if it was possible if it was on the road outside the stadium whole different ball game and I still think story. this could be considered outside the ball game. Oh, I agree. If they had not entered in it, probably should be. I, I, I think it should be considered outside of the game. But I don't think that the engineering of the stadium has to do... I mean, obviously it has the, to well, do the, with it the, because the tunnels, they're going down the same hallway. It's not the direct reason, obviously, as but the players should be held 100% accountable for it. But I feel like... Not having the tunnels connected could prevent, could have prevented this, and should be altered to prevent anything else in the future. Although I wouldn't expect anything else of this caliber. Well, if you, so obviously I am a Michigan fan, so I didn't see what happens in that hallway more often than you might because you don't watch the games as often. But when they play rivalry games, and even in the videos you can see, there's police officers in that hallway like no man's business. Like, there were police officers right there to break up the fight pretty quickly when it happened. Well, I do. I know, Jackson, you and I talked about this off air. There has to be more information come come to light because... Oh, absolutely. There's no way that those Michigan State players 
just did that without being provoked. Now, was that response the response that should have happened? By no means was that the response that should have happened. But does it make more sense if there's something that was said? But there has to... I believe that there has to have been something that was said. Because there's no way that... That does not... I mean, it could have even been previous to the game, like, or previous to that incident, especially with how many players know each other. Like, like a lot of them, although many players on both teams are recruited out of state, these two teams are from the same state. So many of the players going to these two schools very well could have known each other before their college days. Like I said, I, that's just speculation. There's a hundred there's so much to be speculated because I feel like Mel Tucker and a Harbaugh have both been very under trying to underplay the situation because they don't want massive things to come because Mel Tucker, he just doesn't seem to care. He's like, Yeah, we we suspended the players. They can't come to practice anymore. Dude, Michigan has the police involved. You know, they've got this on video. The right things happen. There's You don't have to worry about those players coming to practice. You've got to worry about those players being in jail. you got to be worried. They're not going to be stepping foot on campus, I don't think. It's a, it's a mess. The, the big video that went out first, it looks like it would have been taken by a Penn State coach, or by a Michigan State coach. I'll be totally honest, because it, it comes... From what looks like inside the hallway, but you can see what is the hallway where the players are walking by, and you can see where the fight took place, and based on who is around them, there's no way that it was either just like some random press guy or just some random person. It it looks like it would have been someone who had something to do with Michigan State. Yeah, because way. from the angle, so you have the players, and then where the camera's at, it seems like the locker like on the way to the locker room is like right behind them right like the doors so then it's got to be somebody who's involved in that staff so that you have to wonder who videoed that so that's also another thing that needs to be put into consideration but all of it it just doesn't make sense right now i can understand like after getting blown out the way that michigan state did i mean there's a there's of course frustration you have competitive players but if it gets to that point then Something must have happened, but we just don't know at this point in time. I will say it doesn't speak to the whole character of the entire team because you could see in other videos that there were players. One of the Michigan State guys was literally carried by two of his teammates away from the fight, like back deep down the hallway away from the entire incident. It was, like I said, weird occurrence because it wasn't just a fight. It was, like I said, it was a beatdown and. No ma- I feel like no matter what the Michigan player said, it could not have warranted that response. And I think that's just how we have to leave it, is we have to right. wait and see criminally and what this police Im- investigation finds before we really dive in much deeper into it. I think moving on to other players who have done crazy things, Kyrie Irving and his fiasco with the press right now. I I don't really want to get deep into this Kyrie Irving stuff because I don't want to get political. I want to stay very, you know, clean, not one-sided or the other-sided. But I do think that every time Kyrie Irving has something controversial surrounding him in the news, whether it be this recent anti-Semitic rants or um, not 
alleged anti-Semitic rants or his stance on the COVID-19 virus and that whole fiasco or the earth being flat and that theory he believes in or his Illuminati and obviously his different-natured lifestyle. Whenever he is questioned about it, he always seems very well-informed, very calm, and for the most part, he's willing to answer questions about it. And I think, I think he gets a lot of hate because a lot of things he does aren't considered by the societal norm, especially for someone of his stature in society and the impact that he has. But I do think he's entitled to believe and do what he wants to. And I think in the most recent press conference involving him and what he has been allegedly promoting and siding with, I think he does a very good job stating his beliefs. And I think also, um, if you're the person interviewing him, you did not do a very good job keeping your calm and doing your job as a reporter so much as you trying to catch him and get him where you wanted to. Because I think he's a very smart, well-informed person on his stance, and he truly believes what he wants to believe. And I don't think the media and everyone can really fathom and know what he is thinking and believes 100% of the time. I think, especially with the reporter, which you said, the media is so very one-sided and the fact that it needs to be inclusive, but at the same time, it's exclusive when you don't want to listen to certain people. And so they take Kyrie Irving, who has his beliefs, whether they agree with him or not. They try to accuse him of certain things as he's trying to explain himself. And I think sometimes you also just got to let people talk because either you'll be affected or you won't be affected. And sometimes you can just ignore people. Now, I would say one thing from more of a basketball perspective is th- this This has been a common theme from Kyrie. It's just be- being in the news for his beliefs or being in the headlines. And it's hard to tell how much of a distraction it is for him and his teammates, but the Nets do currently have a losing record. I do, I do want to say on talking about distraction as far as the organization – I think a lot of the distraction is forced on them by the media. But most recently, again, with the alleged anti-Semitic regards, is Nets owner put out a statement uh, regarding the, you know, alleged um, statements and, what's the word? Promotion. Promotion that Kyrie is what the media is saying he's promoting. You know, it goes along with the... It goes along with he... The Nets owner is building that distraction and that drama within the organization because he has no reason he needs to say anything. The media has no reason to say anything. If Kyrie truly believed that the things were that were being said about him were what he believed, he is a individual that would go up to the mic and say it. He does He does not care. He could go up to the mic and say whatever he wants and retire from basketball the next day, and he, it would not bother him. Exactly. And so that's why I think... When he, he did show that when he was... I mean, he gave up 
half the games last year for his beliefs against the COVID virus. So it's just, he's a very strong-willed individual. And I think the less people that can get involved, the better. And he, if he feels the need to say something or address an issue, he will do that on his own accord. Yeah, exactly. Like last year, the media blew it out of proportion with, with him sitting out half the games. But it's what he believes, so... Everybody's entitled to their well, own opinion, and that well, that was worth them reporting on because this this is an all star missing, cho- choosing to miss half the game. But at the same time, he's a human being. He is not only is he a human being. A basketball player isn't officially what he is. He's just like one of us, and so he is entitled to his opinion. And I and mean, it, and it is the. That being said, that in that case, it was the press's job to report on that because like it very much affects the game of basketball when you're missing an all-star for multiple games, which is very... I, I feel like that's different from this because it doesn't affect basketball until the media reports it. I, I will agree with you is these two things are very different, but I also do want to bring up the point with Josh saying they blew it out of proportion. Do you know any other NBA... who? What other NBA players didn't get vaccinated? Jonathan Isaac, but that's close to it. You know... OG Ananobi didn't. Did you hear a th- single thing about him? Matisse Thibel didn't. Did you hear a single thing about no, him? No, last yeah. year you would only no. hear in but, the case that, that they would miss. because of state legislation and, or city ones in New York. It was, but because of the fact that he is a prominent figure, it was blown out of proportion. And those him. guys, those other guys you were talking about, it was blown out, but or it was made a big deal. Those other players may not have gotten it, but it wasn't as much not getting it was the big deal. It was the consequences of him not getting it were bigger than those other players because he was in New York. Those other players weren't missing 40 games for their choice, and Kyrie was. Yeah. So his his choice, just by nature of being in a city with extra regulations, had more consequences, and he made an informed choice to, to endure those consequences. I think we're getting a little off topic with the whole yeah. Kyrie. I think... Yeah. We've said what we need to say regarding Kyrie, and we can move on to the next major headline. Which is the XFL. I don't know what you guys know about the XFL. I know The Rock owns it. Yeah, that's about all that... It's coming back. That's about all there is. It it, kind of Toledo torpedoed last time. No. (laughs) Last time it it made an attempt. Yeah, so... That hurt me. Coming back... 2023 on February 18th. So this is after the Super Bowl, after the NFL has ended, the XFL will pick up. Hey, let's go. We get nonstop football. Exactly, nonstop football. Yeah, I'll take that. Eight teams this time, not the what, 32. So we have the Arlington Renegades. Oh, are we going through all the teams? Oh, I'm going through all the teams. So just because these mascots, guys. Are really good, and I'm really proud of them. Honestly. They're renegades. Can we pick our teams right now? Who we'll be rooting for for the season? I don't. Care. I'm down. Before I'm down. We, before we see rosters, just purely pick off team names. Oh, off absolutely. Team names. Off team okay. names. All right. Interesting. Arlington <laughs> Renegades, DC Defenders, Houston Roughnecks, Ooh. Orlando Guardians, San Antonio Brahmas, Seattle Sea Dragons, St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Vegas Vipers. Oh, 
And we put I, I'm rocking guys. with the Sea Dragons all the way. I think I'm, I'm, I'm a Seattle I, guy too. I want to be a Sea Dragon, but I can't be a Sea Dragon with all you guys. Like it, it's it's I, not I, as I'm, fun for all Sea Dragons. I'm from Seattle, so I'm claiming oh, the Sea Dragons. Boo. Okay, if you're gonna take the Sea Dragon, I want to. What on earth is a Brahma? The uh, Sicilian Antonio. Well, now we're gonna look that up too. Yeah, can we? Can we? See can, that? we put, can we get a definition on what that is? See, like. As a fan of all things Orlando, I would like naturally pick the Guardians, but it's a chicken. No, <laughs> the oh, chicken. Oh, Screw that. Everyone, who's watch going out. With, who's the going chickens with are the coming. Brahmas. No, but it's wait, not the Z, norm. Z, are they chickens or are they ducks? That's not funny. Wait, click on the that, logo. That's a whole rooster. No, that's not even. Look, they're like the chickens with the fancy with the fancy legs. <laughs> they got they got fe- feathery legs. What the heck is this? There's no way. Oh, I might have to mock. No, rock with. I'm San telling Antonio. you, we need a mascot. Like there, uh, there has to be a mascot out there during the games. Like oh, I have to see oh, this. I want to see a man running around in chicken costume. But I mean, for for name, I would have to go Sea Dragons. You you no you can't pick Sea Dragons. You already yeah, picked Sea Dragons. E- oh, Dragon. So you have to do something different then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can't all be the same team. That's lame. There's only eight teams. We can't all be rooting for one. That's a good point. I'm taking the Brahmas, my furry chickens. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Okay, so a silence as we debate uh, in our heads which teams we're going for. I feel like I couldn't. I don't care about the names at this point. I can't pick against an Orlando team. Like the, right. that's just who I am. I'm like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I I'm simply looking up the difference between the Vipers logo and the uh, Battlehawks logo. See, I've I've. Why are you going for the Battlehawks? Go for the Roughnecks. When I, when when I think of the Houston Roughnecks, I think of these cowboys with their like scratchy, half-shaven beards going down their neck. <laughs> Like, God, that's not intimidating. You see that? Ah, I'd run away. I'm assuming it's the tower one. He looks, what that in looks the world? Oh, it's literally just like the Houston Oilers. What? Well, that's a lame. That's a lame. No, one. yeah, go that Vipers. That one is insane. Go Vipers. Vegas Vipers for Jackson. I, I think I'll go Vegas Vipers. Might as well. All right, so we all have our team. No switching up now. Yeah. No bandwagoning. Oh, no. I'm, I'm not switching up. I'm I, I'll get head. the gear. I'll... Full full send into these XFL teams. I'm just hoping that it goes longer than like go go more than five weeks <laughs> because oh boy. As of 11 a.m., Jerry Jones went on 105.3 The Fan and said Jerry Jones was feeling feverish and wanted to make a big splash before the trade deadline. Oh, that's a quick change up from the XFL, but I just got that notification do we think that tony pollard or ezekiel elliott is getting shipped off it would have to be zeke it has to be zeke after especially after pollard's performance this past week he's better than a running back too so teams would be going for for zeke for sure so that'll be interesting what does that trade package look like I have no idea. It depends on what teams would need somebody like him. All right, where do you where would you see Zeke going? Who has mid tier running backs right now? Do I'm, I'm trying to think. 
there's do we think that you know Carolina might try something that's exactly what I was about to say considering they just shipped off McCaffrey but they, they they just got picks though see but think about it if they you don't want to trade away you know say two of those picks and that way you traded off Christian McCaffrey and essentially what you got back was two picks and Zeke that looks pretty good yeah or or we know that based off all the trades the Chicago Bears have been doing they now have seven picks this year and over a hundred million in cap space no but at the same time him saying he wants to make a splash I wouldn't think that it's just for draft picks so he wants to that trade somebody true. off but he also they also want a star back I would assume this could be very interesting. so they might it might not even be Zeke it might just be some of their mid-level players for a star that they can get now because, I mean, Amari Cooper, that was their star wide receiver for the past couple of years, and then he went off to the Browns, so... Now you've got C.D. Lamb taken. I mean, really? you got C.D. Lamb, but you would probably want somebody beside him because who other who other than Michael Gallup can we, can we mention right now on the Cowboys receiving core? I mean, I think there's a, what's his name, uh, Noah Brown? No, Brown, do we count? He's pretty uh, good, but I mean, at the same time. Tight end, Dalton Schultz. Do we count him? He's all right. Receiving he's all right. Yeah. Interesting. I just thought, I just got that notification. I thought that might be worthy of some notable news. Because you know it would be, it would have to be offense. Because their defense is doing really good this season. They're they're unless, probably considered the best right now. Unless they do something crazy. Yeah. So we'll have to see. That's an interesting headline. I like that. That is very interesting. No, and then speaking of uh, other headlines for the NFL and trades as well, we got Roquan Smith going to the Ravens. That's a part of that in Chicago that I was talking about. Chicago, seven picks and a hundred million cap space. That could be very interesting. I don't want to dive too deep into that because we've got our NFL podcast coming up where we'll discuss it further. But Chicago's looking like they might might want to try and pull something off this offseason from what I mean because they are just. Unloading because the surrounding cast around Justin Fields right now is just god awful. I, know, I, I feel like he still has the potential to be yeah. something really good. He showed it the past couple of weeks, but then they just have nothing else around him to where they can consistently be good. And their defense, like compared to what they had a couple of years ago with Khalil Mack and all of them, when their defense was considered unstoppable and one of the best in the league, now it's kind of mid tier. And so they're just sitting there as one of the bottom pack teams in the NFL. And so that's a big trade for them. And the, like you were saying, the fact that they have cap space on top of that, the most in the NFL, they, they'll they be one of the teams to look out for to make moves coming up really soon and at the end of the season as well. Very interesting to say the least. All right, Jackson, do we have any more notable news to discuss? Okay, so we do have one more, or a few more notable news. We have Steve Nash, which just happened right now. Z, you want to fill us in on what just happened here? So, just earlier today, not exactly right now, Steve Nash and the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets mutually agreed to part ways after the 2-5 and five start that the Nets have. I did not see this coming. What, E, I know you're big on the NBA, Josh. I know you're... Big on the NBA. What were your guys' initial thoughts to seeing that? 
because I was I was pretty shocked by that. Well, this was definitely a result of the Nets underperforming the past two years, or yeah, the past two seasons while he, he's been there. A lot of that, while while this is a enticing job when you have talented guys like Durant and K, or, yeah, Durant, Kyrie, and Harden last year, it's also a very difficult job as you have to earn the respect of of guys who aren't just superstars but are also celebrities. So you have to earn the respect of them. And while Steve Nash is a celebrity himself, it di- it didn't appear that he had the full respect of those guys. No, with both the on-court and off-court personalities of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, I feel like yet while the team could have been very good and had its major upsides, there were also aspects that had to be navigated differently than any other team has ever had to be navigated before. Yeah, and that's that that's why I believe it was the opposite. Because it seems like ever since they had hired Nash a couple years ago, there was controversy around it because of the fact that he had never coached like that before. And they brought him to that kind of level with that kind of team. Like because they had they had Katie and Kyrie just before that. And then they bring him in as the coach. That was just really interesting to me. And then through through that entire span up until now, it's just been they've kind of underperformed to where people thought that they would be title contenders, and then Harden leaves and everything, and they're two and five right now. So it kind of makes sense to me. Years ago, when they first hired him, it was definitely a shocking hire because that was his first real coaching job, and to bring him in at that level that immediately, I guess that's true. I'm not sure how set up for success he really was. Yeah. Especially with their roster right now, you can't be two and five. There's no way on earth they should be two and five at this point. Even though it's only seven games in, I know they can. They will probably turn it around. But well, speaking of turning things around, you know, last year we had a Boston Celtics team that was in the play-in the first half of the season, and now, according to a wash bomb that had been tweeted, within the next 24 to 48 hours, email. Bomb. Ime Udoka will be the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And it wasn't even just playing. I remember, I think it was in January they, or something like that, they were 25-27 and 27 at one point. They had a mm-hmm. losing record, and then they came back and so almost won. They were two games out from winning the title. <laughs> almost an instant hire for a coach that had been suspended by the Boston Celtics. What are we? How are we feeling about this? Because I, I know I've got some things to say about it. That's wild. I, uh, <laughs> you coming straight from class and seeing that, the look on your face was so good. Yeah, you, I, I was in class the past hour when this was going on and all the, all the NFL trades were happening. And I, I w- that was the most shocking thing that I found out the past hour was that they're hiring him immediately while they're still, he's still in the process with, with the Celtics after his violations we'll call it here's here's the thing that i like i was surprised by as soon as i saw all that news i looked up and it what he's not even suspended by the nba or anything it was he, just the celtics so he is able to coach immediately immediately because it's it's not an nba rule that he broke it's like a boston celtics organization like a code basically yeah just that you're not supposed to have any sort of relations with so other employees as long as he's able to just basically improve on whatever he did and just learn from that Which and become and stay the coach that he is right now. 
I feel like they'll completely turn it around at this point. From an on-court coaching aspect, I think this was a great hire for the Nets. So oh, it was amazing. He's, he, he's looking like a great coach, especially after his past year turning things around with the Celtics. I, in terms of respect, which was a big factor with Nash, he seems like he has the coaching experience that could earn the respect of those celebrities. It's he, he will have to prove that his character is is worthy of their respect as well. Yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting because there really was they hadn't put out a lot of information on that. They said that there was some sort of relationship going on with him and female employees in the workplace. But, you know, the rest was just rumors. All we know is that there were relations. We don't know consensual, non-consensual, to what extent, all that stuff. So just just really interesting. Something I want to know about the chemistry, you have to remember that before he was the Celtics coach, he was one of the Nets' assistants. So they're, like, for years. So that the guys who have been there for a couple of years, like Katie and Kyrie, already have relationships with him. And so he'll fit right back into that system, and I I, feel like they'll completely thrive. I'd completely forgotten about that. That's a really good point. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see how the Nets turn around. And it'll, you know, it'll also be interesting in in recent NBA news. Josh Primo, 19-year-old, second-year NBA player, got waived by the Spurs earlier this week in absolutely shocking news. Now, we we knew when the news came out that something had to have had transpired because you don't, you know, the former 12th overall pick, second year, you don't waive a talented guy like that that soon. So we knew something was up. But we also know that he took to social medias immediately after the news broke and him and his agency put out information that he was going through some mental health issues and would be taking a step back. Then a few hours later, it's revealed by the organization that he's allegedly exposed himself to women in the workplace. So, a little interesting thing going over there over there in San Antonio. Yeah, especially with the Spurs kind of standard and Popovich as the coach, they would almost hit on that immediately. So, I feel like if that's actually what went down, then the, what happened was deserved. It's is so rough to see, you know, if that is what happened. It hurts to see, yeah. It, but to you have to, to do that. So I mean, the youngest player to play in college and go to the NBA, the youngest player to ever play in the NBA and play in college. Heartbreaking to see. So, you know, maybe we'll see him somewhere in a few years, somewhere this year. Maybe not in the NBA, but. Hopefully the name Josh Primo will not go down as one of those names as a massive what-if. Yeah, this is also shocking coming out of the Spurs organization because they've been very low drama throughout the year, and that's why it's not surprising that they... Throughout the decades. Yeah, th- that's why it's not surprising they... Nipped it in the butt yeah, as quick as they did. They, they cut it off real quickly, just waved him right away, which I've many organizations may have not done. It'd be very interesting to see how it plays out other way, other places. Yeah, so we really don't know. Like, they haven't told us what exactly transpired other than he allegedly exposed himself. And what we do know, though, is that the attorney who's representing those who are accusing him is the same attorney who was I saw this, yeah. against 
uh, what's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, yeah. Which, you know, which Deshaun Watson, interesting case. We don't need to get into that, but he's coming back this season. Right. So, could be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, what's the lawyer's name? Busby? Is that the yeah, name? Yeah, Busby. Busby. So, that'll be interesting. I think that's all the news we got, Jackson. I have no more notable news. All right. Well, then. All right. Well, that is all we really have time for, all we really have to, to talk about. So uh, remember to subscribe and rate us on Spotify Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram with at sports underscore rundown underscore. Thank you for listening today, and check our Instagram for all the episodes coming up this week.